Hi, Emmaus. Welcome back to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode 17, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Jaron, but no Kennedy. Hey, guys. What's up? Yeah, we were supposed to have Kennedy. We were going to have Kennedy until all of about five minutes ago, but we'll tell you in a second why we don't have Kennedy partly related to our guest who's here today, so we don't want to keep him waiting, waiting in the weeds too long. We have another great guest this week, Brian Wilkinson. Yes, Brian. Good hey to guys, everybody. how's everybody doing? Good. Well, we went out in the hallway and drug Brian in here for this, uh, <laughs> this podcast recording. So, Very much so. Very yeah. Much so. so the plan at this point was I was going to transition and talk to Kennedy a little bit about disaster recovery ministry and Brian's involvement in that. We're trying to get the disaster recovery truck is it going out to Little Rock? Little Rock. Okay. So, uh, Emmaus, if you don't know, we, a couple of years ago, I'm going to guess this is a Jim Lee Hugh exactly. pro- <laughs> project. So, how did you guess? So, yeah. How did we guess? Yeah. <laughs> we came into possession of a Samaritan's Purse disaster recovery uh, vehicle. And the neat thing about it is we can keep it and use it around here unless they need it for some sort of disaster recovery. We're something like an, is it an eight hour radius? To typically eight hours. But it, it's been known to but go out further. To <laughs> we've been to Florida, which is a little outside eight, eight hours. And so Brian helps with, with that. And just again, uh, Emmaus, going off what Todd Pepper mentioned last week in Samaritan's Purse and the work after the tornado, uh, Again, that's just a, such a strength of our church family is involvement in the community, involvement in disaster recovery. Brian, I know this is going off the agenda just a little bit, but were were you involved in some of that 2013, 2015 work that Todd was talking about last week on the podcast? Yeah, we we, we were able to get involved a little bit with uh, Samaritan's Purse coming through the church and being able to um, go out into the community and, and do work in the community. I think a lot of it uh, initially started with uh, Jim driving his truck wherever he could get the truck, you yeah. know, replacing the, origi- the OG disaster yeah, the recovery OG truck. Disaster was, uh, <laughs> pull, pulling a barbecue pit behind him and yeah. feeding, feeding the community as we went. So yeah. met a lot of good people during those times and uh, would just set up on a corner and, and serve in any way that, that we could initially. That was the CVS parking lot. That, that was Walgreens or CVS, CVS, one of those two right there together, yeah. You think about, uh, obviously, the work that Samaritan's Purse does, and then Southern Baptist Disaster Relief with Yellow Jackets on. They can get access to just so many places and so much good work that happens with with disaster recovery. So, Emmaus, uh, I can't say this for everybody here at the church, but I remember exactly where I was the first time I met Brian. So, back in the fall of 2015, uh, we had been invited to come in for an interview and to meet the church family. And so, my family was living down in Mississippi. Uh, The church kindly flew us in here. So, we landed in Oklahoma City, and I was expecting my parents and family to be there to meet me, which they were there. But there was also this guy there uh, who came up and, you know, started to introduce himself. And it turns out it was Brian who was there. How did, about that? did you draw the short straw to come to the uh, airport <laughs> well, to, to meet us? Or well, how'd that work? Not exactly. I, we were sitting in a meeting and, and the, the topic came up about you coming in and um, interview and when you would be flying in and somebody raised the, the thought of it'd be great to meet him at the airport just to welcome him and welcome the family and, and say hi and I work at the FAA right beside the airport and so I was like well I could pop over there yeah. you know take a break from from the office and go over there and and meet them um, so I am standing there uh, like I know what Owen looks like based on pictures I don't really know what the rest of the family looks like and yeah. um, you know 
I don't know that we really thought all this through because somebody's <laughs> going to be meeting him here, and I don't want to cut in on that. And so I take a step back, and I'm like, okay, who looks like they might be related to to this guy that we don't really know? Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. And up walks my dad, and he, you guys are standing right there. So I so. stayed back and let, let your dad go up first. And little did I know it was your dad, and yeah. he actually was standing right next to me most of the time. So I'm standing <laughs> next to him and didn't even know it. That's so great, yeah. You know, I've probably thought back on that experience more than I've, mm. I've told you or, or let on. It was just it, That was an initial indicator to me, uh, one, just how much Emmaus was going to care for my family. And so having Brian there at the airport, that was a huge confirmation from the Lord of just – what kind of church family this was. And it was also a first indicator, honestly, of what kind of man Brian is. Mm -hmm. And so seeing him as a servant, how kind he was, and I'm sure we accidentally came off rude in that situation because we were so thrown off (laughs) by, wow, (laughs) I didn't expect anybody to be here. So it was just, so, you know, the emotions of flying with kids. And then I knew my parents are gonna be there and then here's Brian, but that was was such a cool experience. So. Yeah, um, like I said, awkward for you, but awkward for me at the same time. (laughs) As we start to really think through this, that's where the middle of it. Did you start any like interview questions or anything? No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm sure that's not the first or last time that Brian and I have been awkward in a conversation before in our lives. So yeah, definitely I, won't be I'm, the last. I'm, I'm quite an expert when it comes to uh, when it comes to that. So Same no, that's, mold. Same that's mold. a yeah, that's a fun, fun thing. So we also just came into this podcast recording on Sunday afternoon from setting up the uh, Monday Thursday prayer walkthrough and and how much we enjoy that and Brian's involvement with that. That's always so special every year. So Emmaus, if you're listening to this on uh, Wednesday or Monday, Thursday of Holy Week, uh, make a point to come to that prayer walkthrough. It is a it's a powerful opportunity, a great opportunity to to get involved and experience the the power of God's word. Jaron, I know you've served with Brian over the years yep. in some really exciting ways, long before I was ever around. Talk about your involvement with Brian and and yeah. uh, carry the conversation from there. Well, I mean, Brian and I have always been friends, uh, just hobnobbing and interacting with each other and uh, I think it was kind of on the tail end of my stint in student ministry um, I think did we talk you into coming to cook is that what yeah the first year I went with you to Falls Creek that's was right to cook. that's right and uh, he loved it he loved it right and yeah. and it was did also, he love it no let's find out <laughs> it was also I watched a, a lot of pans <laughs> I lost count on Monday I I could have this wrong, but I felt like it was also a turning point for you where you had been involved in a lot of adult ministry throughout the church, leading small groups, Sunday school classes, whatever, and God just began to stir in your heart about being involved with teenagers. And I I remember some of those conversations and the tension you were kind of walking through about, is that a good fit? Is Am I really the right person for that? And uh, obviously you coming on board to lead small groups and hang out with our guys and then just even since stepping back from student ministry, coding coming in, and of course my son being in student ministry, and to see just how the Lord has worked in your life and to serve back there with our teenagers has been an incredible blessing to watch. And personally, benefiting from it, knowing that there are men like Brian who are pouring into my yeah. my son is like a huge, huge thing. Amen so, to that from yeah. another dad of an yeah. eighth grader. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of I don't know if you would add anything to that, but uh, it might be a good time now to kind of think about, we're talking about teenagers and whatnot, for you to 
maybe share with us a little bit about your your own story of growing up, coming to know the Lord, your involvement in church, and all those kinds of things, just to give some people some perspective on who Brian Wilkinson is. <laughs> I don't know that this is where you'll lose people. Uh, no, no, we want to hear. <laughs> no, I don't know is, much of the story. I'm I'm very excited. This is so, yeah. So my involvement with the youth and in this, you know, the kids ministry before that really is about. Um, there's so many guys that invested in me. Um, in my in my growing up, that um, it just is a natural thing that I was drawn to 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 not not just as a way to serve the Lord, but also to impact. On, I know what impact those guys had on me to be yeah. able to return that favor. Um, you know, I could sit here and rattle off names, and y'all wouldn't have a clue who they are, right? <laughs> but um, so many across the board. Some people gone on to to great things, um, and so many just continue to serve in the background. Yeah, and that that's kind of the model of who I am. Like coming into this podcast, I told you guys this week, yeah. we sound like, <laughs> I don't think I ever said yes, actually. No, you never did say yes. We dragged you in here. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> so we may have to cut this one off and not, not play no, it, but no, no, but really, but just those people that I know have, have um, really been that role model to me of feeding in my life. And, um, being an encouragement to walk in in my faith and, yeah. and growing through even some of the most difficult times um, as a kid. And, um, you know, we we tend to think of, of some things as adults as maybe not a big deal, but mm. from a kid's perspective, yeah. um, there's a lot of things that are, that are a huge deal. And, and so I want to be there for, for those for those young folks today. And um, to be able to 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 return that favor and ministry the same way it was returned, it was given, it was given to me, um, as a way of pointing people to to our Lord and Savior. Where did you grow up? Were you a South Oklahoma City guy, or where, what was what was home as a kid? Home is Dell City, Oklahoma. Okay, so I'm from right here in this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So graduated um, in uh, the late '90s, <laughs> the late mid '90s, mid '90s from from Dell City High School with yeah. Melanie and. Um, you guys, high school sweethearts. Well, ironically, we started dating toward the end of our senior year yeah. uh, after we were both committed to go to OSU, um, and so um, it, it became a uh, what to this day is still a good, a great fit. Like God, God had His way in, in all of that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. What church did you grow up in, Brian? Um, I grew up at Sunny Lane uh, Southern Baptist Church in Dell City. Um, through the kids, uh, you know, my, my mom worked at the church. Oh wow! Uh, she was a secretary. Yeah. Um, naturally, that meant I worked at the church. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. So to see McLean work at Emmaus over the past few years and, and and kind of follow some of the same thing I do, I just did. I scratched my head and yeah. think, God, you know, yeah. um, you pave a story that's the same for a lot of us, yeah. but but personal for a lot of us. So um, I grew grew up there, very very involved, um, and then um, um, left left there when I when I went to college. Um, kind of came back there. Um, as a, after college, um, we looked around for a while because the young adult ministry there was just uh, fairly non-existent. You had the high school, and then there was no college because right. there's yeah. no really college yeah. around, and then um, not a lot of young adults. And so Melanie and I were attending a class that we were ten years younger than everybody else, <laughs> and had no kids and no plans to have kids anytime soon. And um, but had had a lot of mentors in that uh, that church that sure. I had grown Absolutely. up with. And, yeah. Um, a church that we got to see Melanie saved at, and oh, so wow. it had a lot of had a lot of great meaning. But um, we wanted a connection, and that's when we started looking around. And ironically, um, we attended um, several churches before making our way over to Emmaus because it's clear across town. Yeah, us, exactly. Right? Yeah. 
Um, so um, we came to Emmaus and um, visited service for three, four weeks before we attended Sunday school. And we walked in Sunday school uh, for the very first week, and there were um, eight other couples our age in the in the class, and it was being led by Jaren's, Jaren's parents. And, oh, wow. And uh, Freddie Booth, and so we connected. This is probably like mid 2000s. We connected late, pretty quick. Pushed in 2010. Where are we on time frame? Um, early, early 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mike and Carla in there. Freddie Booth is in there. You got all these couples around you. Yeah, so. lots of great stories from that. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of uh, my story in a nutshell, and what's led me to Emmaus over the time, but and yeah. how people have have fed into my life. I've thought over the years of. You guys put in some incredible ministry miles going back and forth from uh, 89th Street all the way across town to uh, town to Emmaus. But, man, I'm just so thankful for your involvement here. Like Jaren said, the impact you've had on on my son, my family, just the encouragement you are, you are to me. Um, let's talk for a second about the disaster recovery piece. What do you like most about the uh, disaster recovery ministry? Um, I, I think I think more than anything is just um, being able to to one back up. I have a lot of flexibility with with my job. I've been blessed by God in the position that I'm in, and I have a lot of flexibility to be able to take time um, and and meet these needs as we needed to call out a truck. So that comes easy. Um, the other part of getting that started was it was Jim, right? And, and who says no to Jim? Yeah. Right? So, so Melanie's joke is always when Jim calls, I know Brian's about to go somewhere. So, um, but no, um, it's it's it it was awesome to see their setup when we went out to get the truck for the first time, um, and and to be able to reciprocate in a way for what they did for our community um, as well. And so um, I, I think I think a part of that ministry is being able to meet people where they might be at their at their lowest and some of the challenges that they have um it's not anything that we're providing it's just a way for us to be able to get their resources where they need them and to help deploy um their their administrator i'm kind of drawn to administration like that's one of my spiritual gifts even but um their administrative, their setup of that is is amazing and the way they can deploy to places um at the drop of a hat um being in little rock a oh, few yeah. days after yeah. total destruction, and so um, that that just is an interest to me, and I'm always amazed to see how they go and are able to serve, and and in this in this ministry in particular, how they've um, kind of engaged with local churches for us to be able to also use that in in our um, in our community for our needs for our for our own community without their involvement even, and and perfect example is the tornadoes that came through here a month ago and being exactly to, that's a great yeah to deploy on a weekend um when, when kennedy says uh brian i'm going to nicaragua but we really <laughs> to, so jim's so, extension jim's yeah, extension, daughter, yeah. right? jim's yeah. extension. No, but seriously um to be able to, to meet that need um and and i think i think some of it is 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 time of life for people right like and so my kids are older. Um, it's different for me than I wouldn't have been able to commit to this ten years ago with younger kids, and yeah. so um, it's 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 opportunity and God using it a way to to be um, for me to be involved in that ministry. You know, hearing your story, Brian, uh, a couple of things jump out. I think you think about going to a church and the importance of connecting with a group of people. You go into a group, you find those couples, same season of life, you make those relationships, and then. The way you really get to know people is when you serve alongside them, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're doing things. Even just a few minutes ago when we were setting up the prayer stations, getting to connect with people you wouldn't, you wouldn't connect with otherwise. And so I think if you're a part of a church, 
you're, you're trying to build those relationships through Sunday school classes, men's ministry, women's ministry, things like that. But you also build those relationships just when you're on the ground, cooking at Falls Creek, uh, doing setup, doing work around the church. And then I think the other part of your story is just knowing when you think about the body of Christ and all the different spiritual gifts, all the different personalities, the value of serving behind the scenes and, and the joy that brings. And I don't have to be out front. Don't, would prefer not to have the microphone in front, yes, in front of you even, so, yes. you know, <laughs> right now. But the the ministry that happens behind the scenes and, and the impact that makes and the way people watch your life, Brian, and, and watch people that serve. And the, I mean, that goes that example goes so much further than all the words we could mm-hmm. ever speak. And so just the beauty of the body of Christ in those moments. Uh, if you're called to serve, serve. If you're called to speak, speak. Whatever God's created right. you to do. Uh, jump in, jump in and do that. And so I think your family is such a great example of that. Uh, this is, you guys are not uh, sideline church people. You're like, if we're going to drive all the way over here, we're going to be involved. We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be in the middle of it. And uh, just as a pastor, and then honestly, as another dad and another husband, that's a huge encouragement to me. And, and I, I really appreciate that. So uh, Jaren, anything else you think of Brian's story, other other things you've seen the Lord work in his life? Oh, I, I, I don't want to just completely... Uh, take over what you just said there, but I mean, just, just the simple ways. I, I think a lot of times we glamorize what service looks like. Like you said, it has to be big and in front of everybody. And uh, I mean, just a simple thing like administration, like you put together a mean corn toss tournament. <laughs> oh yeah. Way. This guy can put together an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. A great Excel spreadsheet. So uh, uh, yeah. Brian is just That's my to goal me to be known for the spreadsheet. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Brian is just so stinking reliable. Just, Anytime I have a question about ministry, about life, I can just go to him and just to, to speak a word of wisdom and uh, encouragement and uh, just just thankful for uh, the blessing that that comes from those things. And so, yeah. um, I don't know. I just I don't don't over glamorize what it means to give, what it means to lead and serve. Just do something. Yeah, jump in there. That's right. Uh, okay, well, coming up on twenty minutes here and. Uh, Somehow we've got to get this disaster recovery truck ready to send Brian out here to, in a few minutes. But before we wrap up, Brian, I just want to give you a chance. I know you serve by example, you lead by example, but what's God doing in your heart right now that you would want to share with the church family? Just encouraging the church, speaking into the lives of people that are listening. What What's God put in front of you? What's God put on your heart? Yeah, I think maybe a couple of things. Um, the first would, would be, you know, it's kind of a— Ironic that it, it's right in line with what our, our lesson for the youth was this morning in that um, we're all called to the same thing, but we're all called personally, right? Our calling is a little bit different. And as we study different people who've been called in Scripture and see in their example, whether there was hesita- hesitancy <laughs> or an immediate, immediate, okay, send me, right? Like, um, it's a personal story for each one of us, right? So that that would be one piece of encouragement is is don't try to compare yourself to somebody else in oh, your story. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, it's your story, your relationship. While we're all called to the same ministry, while we're all called to serve together, as we've talked about in here, um, we are called personally, and that personal matter has, has a huge aspect of it. Um, the other part of the thing I would try to encourage people with is, is in that serving, right? Not everybody's called to serve in the same way, just like we're not all gifted in the same way, but but find a place where you're where you're called to serve. Um, I, I think 
I think it's easy to sit back and wait on people like Jim to ask us to get involved, right? But, yeah. but I think there's also opportunities for us, and they present ourselves when we are faithful, when we are showing up, when we are there. Um, you know, my involvement with Monday Thursday, I, th- I look back at this and think, I don't, I don't really know where this all started. Um, but I think it started with a gentleman named Owen. Yeah, asking, probably just asking, asking, asking to jump in. Yeah, yeah, in. yeah, yeah. But that, but that stems from an attention to detail, I think, and building sets for the the, the kids VBS programs and yeah. those kind of things, yeah. and be, being involved with Dale McCoy and some of that. And oh, so man, you know, yeah. just that that group of that that helped start with Dale and Amy and the vision that they had, and really I was just there to help. How do we put sets together to mm-hmm. to be able to display it and how that first walkthrough of that Holy Week it meant so much. Like, um, and it ties back to the other thing on a personal level, yeah. right? Like it's yeah. an opportunity. I encourage the kids this morning, if they could come up and help set up, but if, but if not even come up this week, we want to do so many things in a group, hmm. right? We don't want to be alone, <laughs> but, but the reality of it is this walkthrough for Holy Week, it has an opportunity to be very personal, it does. right? Absolutely, to, to yeah. make it personal to yeah. you and to enjoy on your own. And so that kind of hooked me that first year of being able to walk through that, not only just to be here to help fill in whatever hole was needed for service that day, but also to be able to to walk through that personally and um, and and see that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had a we, the pastor of the church um, I went to in Stillwater while we were in college. Um, he always, from the stage, would, um, and I appreciate when Owen does this as well, he he would always encourage you to put yourself in the story, right? Like not just read it, but to put yourself in the story. And so when Owen engages in his monologues and those kind of <laughs> things, it's it kind of it kind of reminds me and reflects on that. But but when we do engage with scripture or we do engage with experience like Monday Thursday, um, make it make it personal. Um, put yourself there and and seeing those scenes. Um, and having the opportunity to do that really does give you the the um, it sets the stage for for that kind of a, yeah. a worship experience. No, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's a good that's a good word to uh, to end on, Brian. I would I'd love to pray for you, encourage you, and uh, may us just continue to think about how has God uh, gifted you, how has God placed you in life in this season to to serve Him, and we want to respond in that way. So let's pray together, and we'll we'll be done. Father, thank you uh, for your work in Brian's life, for the gift of their family, what they mean to, to my family and to this church. God, thank you for the reminder of what it means to be a part of a church family, to serve together, to encourage one another. Uh, God, that you bring us together in a church, in a body like this. And at the same time, God, you are at work in each person's life individually. And Father, we thank you for that. Help us to be aware of that, attentive to that, so we can we can respond so we can serve you and serve others. And God, I thank you for Emmaus and the commitment to do disaster recovery work and serve the community. God, for the love we have of uh, sharing the gospel with people, not only during Holy Week, but but throughout the year. God, help us as a church to continue to, to reach out, continue to do that type of ministry. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. We love you, Emmaus. We'll thank, see you soon. Thank you, guys. <laughs>